the pageantry of the Super Bowl. It's it's unlike any other game you play in. All right, set to go. Super Bowl 36 is underway. And I just felt good about where I was at. It wasn't like I was so relaxed. I, I didn't realize the importance of the game. I just felt I was very prepared. Brady first and goal, St. Louis eight-yard line. Brady drops back to throw, looks, fires right. Touchdown, David Pepp! 17-17. Well, my first thing is I go up to Charlie and say, what are we doing? And he says, we're going. All right, folks. Button up your chin strap. Here we go. Stands up in the pocket. Starts to run with it. Throws over the middle. It is caught there after the 21-yard line. Tom Brady. Overrated. Brady stands in the pocket. Dumps it off to the left. Complete the J.R. Red to 30, 35, to the 40, and a first down. A pulse-pounding finish to this one here. Steps up. Fires down the field. Caught. Troy Brown at the 40. It happens so quick. Brady throws the ball to the ground with seven seconds left. This is for the world championship. It's good! It's good! And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. Welcome to our Super Bowl party. The On the Mark Media Center's rocking. We're very excited for the Patriots and Rams matchup. We think it's a big-time game and a marquee Super Bowl matchup. Definitely. You got the storied Patriots, the veteran Patriots, against the young gun Los Angeles Rams, led by Sean McVay. They're an interesting team. The Belichick and Brady dynasty. Frankly, it doesn't get any more interesting than that, Benny. But I know you're just as excited for this game as I am. Absolutely. I can't wait for the game, man. I think this is maybe the best matchup that the NFL could have gotten as far as the two best teams in the league. Or at least in each league. It's a damn good matchup. And gang, on this Super Bowl party show, we will be giving you a breakdown, our predictions... And a little bit of insight. But before we get into that, Benny, I'll tell you what, it just doesn't quite feel like Super Bowl week here in Philly without the traditional wing bowl. Seriously. You know, people pay attention to wing bowl all across the country. It would always get, you know, highlights, whether it was on Sports Center or Twitter or wherever. Mm -hmm. Wing bowl was a major part of the Super Bowl festivities nationally, to be yeah, honest. It was a major part of my life. Yes, you and me both. We have Wing Bowl memories uh, aplenty. Yeah. We had Wing Bowl champion, the great El Wingador, join us on an episode a couple years back, which was awesome fun. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. Totally is. And I'm just sad to see it, uh, you know, sad to see it gone. Yeah, fall by the wayside. Exactly. I know. It's disappointing, man. A Philadelphia tradition. A true Philadelphia tradition. Nothing surprises me anymore, uh, especially when it's something relying on today's media. Sure. Well, wing ball as a whole really evolved, we'll say. And that's putting it nicely, I'd mm -hmm. say, because it didn't necessarily evolve positively. It yeah, got it's almost like it's not politically correct enough for this culture anymore. Yeah, it got a lot more PG. It got, I don't know, just... Not as fun. Mm. Not, and don't get me wrong, I had great times, even in the final years. But those early days, 
And you remember last year you were begging me to go? Yeah. And I said, Benny, I'm worn down. I'm not feeling well. I know. You fucked up. And I don't put anything in front of my health. Remember you threw that phrase back at uh, yeah, me a few yeah, times? Yeah. <laughs> you use it when it's convenient yeah. for you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in a sense, I, maybe I do regret not going now because, you know, it's gone. It's gone, baby, gone. I know, man. It's very disappointing. It's disheartening. And, all right, let's just end it with this, VIP listeners. And, Benny, get with me here. We, at On The Mark, we're going to try to create a new tradition. Good. We're brewing a few ideas in the pot, mm-hmm. and we're going to try to shit something out that can run for a long, long time, just like Wing Bowl did, and bring people together for a good time. The city's clamoring for something, man. The city needs it. It's I think yearning. that I think that WIP or whatever will eventually try and bring back Wing Bowl, but once it's gone, it's gone, man. Yeah. You can't bring it back. Yeah, the city's yearning. And I'll tell you what, it's devastating just from a personal standpoint because it was always a goal of mine to get in wing bowl i knew i had no shot at winning wing bowl that was impossible i can't eat that many wings that fast but i always wanted to do an eating stunt to get on or in wing bowl it's no surprise benny that all those losers at 94-1 wip couldn't keep wing bowl alive it's crazy it was so alive all still now Screw them. Idiots. It's on the mark time, baby. VIP listeners, let's go. Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. Rams and Patriots. It's a cold Super Bowl week down in Atlanta. They're getting some unusual winter weather. In fact, they've gotten some snow. It's cold down there. That doesn't bother the Patriots. Some of the Rams, however, it might affect. The game's played indoors regardless. That, you know, is irrelevant to a point. Yeah. All the public money, Benny. I know you love that number. It's all over to Patriots. 63%, I want to say. Yeah, Mark, I even got it as high as 69% of the tickets, 66% of the picks. Wow. Yeah, people are hot and bothered by these Patriots, and I get it. I get it. Yeah, me too. It's early in the week, gang, as we're putting together our predictions here. I'm having a hard time, folks, going with the Rams in this game. I love the experience the Patriots bring. 35-some-odd guys on the Patriots roster have been to a Super Bowl. I believe it's only four Rams that have been to a Super Bowl. You're talking about a young, young head coach. Belichick is 66. McVay is 33. You're talking about a guy who's been to the Super Bowl double-digit times in one facet or another in Belichick. And McVay, who really never has. No, I mean, McVeigh played twice against Julian Edelman in college. Yeah. Like, as a player, not a coach. So, when we check off the experience box, nobody can argue that you're checking it under the Patriots column there. When you compare the quarterbacks, you got a 42-year-old Tom Brady versus Jared Goff in his third year. Yes. And, you know, Goff has played... Very, very well in McVay's system. Brady at 42 has still been spectacular. I think most people around the league would rather have Tom Brady at 42 quarterbacking this Super Bowl than anybody else in the NFL. I was just going to say, I was expecting that comparison to be to Jared Goff, but I was going to say really to anybody. Anybody in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So, 
it's it's an interesting thing when you just think about the test of time that Brady has survived. Said this week that this will not be his last game. Mm-hmm. He's definitely playing next year. A lot of people are saying he's looking to play till 45. And isn't it ironic, and this is something people aren't really talking about, and I don't know if irony is the word, but, you know, Adam Vinatieri and Tom Brady's careers are kind of tied together. All those game-winning Super Bowl kicks he made for the Patriots and Brady-led teams, and he's playing into his mid-40s. What, 24th season, I think I saw? Yep. Crazy. And, you know, I completely understand he's a kicker and he's not a quarterback and he's not on the field as much, but make no bones about it. There are risks playing kicker as well. Absolutely. And you could get your bell rung and... Let's not even talk about risks. The physical ability to kick a football that accurate and that far. The flexibility. Still at this age. The pliability. I mean, listen, it it might sound dumb, but I don't think he's ever been on the IR. Not at least since he's gotten, quote, old. Yeah. And so that that's a testament. Y- yeah. You know what I mean? No, like even Seba- Sebastian Janikowski, this year included, he was hurt in the Seahawks playoff game, and he had many injuries through his years with the Raiders where he missed time and everything. It happens all the time. You yeah. see these teams wind up being on a second and then third and fourth and fifth kicker because they can't find a good backup. Didn't to the their... Chargers bring in a, go- yeah. a kickoff specialist Maybe. for the divisional round? I believe they did. Adam Vinatieri has been all reliable. I mean – you know, you probably have to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I love how you tied in Adam and Terry to that because when you originally had talked about Tom Brady withstanding the test of time, if you could say, and having this unbelievable run for as long as he had, it, it's been bringing me back all the last week and a half to that Oakland Patriots AFC Championship game. Oh, uh, the snow job. The snow job. The tough and rule. You know, it, it's funny looking back because that was, I know, a devastating moment to you, but also a devastating moment to me now. But it, now in hindsight, you know, Tom Brady, it all fits in right. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. reminiscent. Yeah, sure. It's nostalgic in a lot of ways. And I don't hold any animosity towards uh, the Patriots or Vinatieri for it. It was a lifetime ago. Yeah. It was, uh, that's an insane amount of time ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't even, NFL Network didn't even exist then. Uh, it was a totally different era of the NFL, frankly. If that game happened in this day and age, it would be a similar outcry to what we're seeing with the Saints and Rams ending. Sure, I'd like to call. think Raiders fans are tough enough to understand a bad call happened. Right. And he had other chances to win the game. Sure. The Adam Raiders Vinatieri fans had been... to hit an insane kick in insane snow. Mm-hmm. I mean. No. The, uh, my point is this. These Saints fans need to, and the Saints players, need to quit their bitching yeah. and man up. They had multiple opportunities. Multiple opportunities. To right that wrong. Score. And they had. Stop them. They had multiple missed opportunities early in the game when they were getting stop short in the red zone and settling for field goals for sure i mean you see it happen all the time with the sport especially like football one call can totally change a game just because the team that it goes against feels defeated and now that's all they can think about and they're distracted and they not that they don't care as much but it just takes a toll and i think that's what happened to the saints ultimately they had chances to win that game. They of were sulking. They of course they did. In yeah. the moment, they were yeah. sulking. And that's an old Sean, How Al long Davis did Sean Payton scream at the refs for? 
Please, keep their play poise. after play after play. And he would keep yelling at them the about that one call. The coaches didn't keep their poise. The players didn't keep their poise. So they ate the shitter, and they're not going to the Super Bowl. Now back to Super Bowl 53, talking about comparisons and checking off columns on who gets advantages where. In terms of the kickers, I'm giving the Rams the advantage in that column with Greg the leg. The kid hit a 57-yarder to send them to the Super Bowl. He made his other kicks. Uh, he's a fantastic kicker. Goskowski had a tough Super Bowl last year against the Eagles, if you remember. Missed an extra point. Might have missed another kick somewhere along the lines. I would actually peg it about even. While I think Zerline's a better kicker, Guskowski has been in the moment so many more times than Zerline that I think it's probably about even. The physical skill goes to Zerline, but the yeah, mental will yeah. go to Guskowski even after a tough. Yeah, sure. Super I mean, Bowl. look, he's been there multiple times before last year. And he had a fine year this year. Sometimes, you know, one bad game, these mm-hmm. guys are mental midgets, these kickers. They can disappear. They can Their career can be done off of one miss. Yeah. Not Goskowski. No, he, he didn't came get back. The yips he, or no, yeah. he, he he's fine. So I, I actually pay kicking game about even. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. When you talk about the running back situation, Gurley was horrible in the NFC Championship game, and you have to respect McVeigh for ripping his star off the field and saying, "Todd, today's not your day." Yeah, we're going with the veteran C.J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I wish more coaches did stuff like that. I do too, and that's what that's what separates the guys who get fired from the guys who win Super Bowls. Yes, balls, mm-hmm. leadership, communication, the the knowledge that the mutual respect between McVeigh and Gurley and his team are there, and the communication is there, where he can bench a guy, and it's not out of humili- uh, an effort to humiliate somebody or disrespect. It's out of the what's best for the team. And Gurley damn well knows he's going to get another opportunity. To me, it's as simple as what do we have to do to win today? Yes. Because the NFL is a week. You get one game per week. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do to win on that day? And when you get in the game, if your star running back isn't performing and your backup running back who's only been there a month is performing, well, then I'm sorry. That's who's getting the carries. Yep. Now, you know me. I have a crush on Rex Burkhead. I'm looking forward to seeing where he lands in free agency this year. You're obsessed with Rex Burkhead. Oh, I'm, and I'm really obsessed with James White. And, in fact, I said to a friend of the show, our Jets insider, Jay Vosberg, that, man, if I was a GM, I'd be hunting for the next James White. Yeah. I probably would never find him. No. But he, he's good, man. And uh, so I really like White. I really like Burkhead. And, uh, you know, they get those guys in the mix – don't sleep on Sony Michelle. And, and, and not to mention two Georgia running backs, Todd Gurley and Sony Michelle. And I like Sony Michelle a lot. And he played well in Kansas City. At Kansas City, rather. And I expect him, actually, to take the back seat in this Patriots game plan. Me too. Every Patriots game plan is a snowflake. Mm-hmm. And if VIP listeners, if you're not following that, every snowflake is different yeah i believe that he's going to rely belichick's going to rely more on the veterans in this game i agree and i'll say one big telling sign if you go back to that afc championship game uh, i definitely in the fourth quarter maybe even in the third quarter i don't know if anybody other than your boy rex burkhead got a carry Mm-hmm. And that was because I believe Belichick trusts him to hold on to the ball the most. Yep. Now we we have a VIP listener and on the mark contributor 
Brian Doherty, who nicknamed my guy Rex Burkhead Sex Twerkhead. Okay. And I like that. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> so, checking off the running back column here, I'm going Patriots. It's very hard. Gurley's a stud. Anderson has looked very good. Personally, I'm going to lean Rams running backs. Now, if most people might be like, that's obvious with Todd Gurley, despite how he played. I think he'll have a fine Super Bowl. I think Anderson will have a fine Super Bowl. I don't know if either of them put up insane numbers. But I think that the duo of them against the Patriots' bend-don't-break defense is going to perform better than any of the Patriots' running backs against the Rams' defense. For that, I check Rams' running backs. Okay. The receiver units on both teams. The receiving core on both teams. I am enamored, just enamored, with how clutch Julian Edelman is. Yeah. All those third and longs in freezing Kansas City in the most vital parts of the game. Who's coming up with a tight window catch, a diving catch? Julian Edelman. Yeah. Chris Hogan would even get his. I don't think they missed Josh Gordon one bit. Gronk on two weeks rest. We're clumping in the tight ends here with the receivers. Definitely. Gronk on two weeks rest. I'm checking off the Patriots receiver box. I'm definitely checking off the Patriots receivers box. Now, I've never been a big Robert Woods fan. He's had some nice seasons for these Rams. He's a nice player. He's actually better than I give him credit for, probably. Every week, it seems that I undervalue Robert Woods. But again, I'm going to undervalue him a bit. And Brandon Cooks uh, is maybe the biggest X factor of this game. If somehow the Rams can make Brandon Cooks a star in this game and have him beat up the Patriots, the Rams could be very problematic for these Patriots. Yeah, you wonder if Brandon Cooks got decleated and knocked out of last year's Super Bowl. Is he going to try to make up for some lost time and go ape shit? I think he wants to make up for lost time. I think he also wants to stick it to the team that traded him. Having said that, Bill Belichick has to know how to shut down a one-dimensional wide receiver like Brandon Cooks. I can't imagine that after having him for an entire season, Bill Belichick doesn't know how to beat this guy. So that makes me believe that Belichick's going to shut down Cooks. Robert Woods will get his 6 for 75, maybe a touchdown. He'll be all right. Tight end, definitely, you lean Patriots. Not only is Gronk the obvious receiving beast, despite the brittle body maybe he's in now, but he's become maybe the league's best blocking tight end. So at that point, you got to go Patriots. They have multiple weapons. Uh, don't sleep on a guy like Everett, the tight end on he LA. He makes plays for the Rams. He's talented, mm-hmm. and he might have a moment or two. But ultimately, the young. wide receiver core, especially when you lump in Julian Edelman and Grunk, definitely goes Patriots. They're the only two X-factor wide receivers outside of Brandon Cooks, I think, in the whole game. Okay, fair enough. Now we'll go to the offensive lines. Dante Skarnecchia, who some say is the best offensive line coach of all time. And he does do a fabulous job of cultivating second, third, fourth, fifth round picks into camp miss guards and tackles and whatnot. He, Tom Brady throws from some of the cleanest pockets over the past 10 plus years that you've ever seen. And 
Skarnecki just has done a fabulous job. The Rams' offensive line is solid, but it can be had. Whitworth's old. Uh, Trey Flowers is having a hell of a postseason. The Flowers versus Whitworth matchup is going to be interesting. The Patriots' offensive line has their handful, hands full, too, with a very formidable Rams front. But the way the play calling of the Patriots keeps the uh, pass rush at bay and they mix and match and the you know the, the opposing pass rush really can never tee off because of that mixing and matching of plays misdirections screens draws I formation formations you haven't seen since the 90s like we say every Patriots offensive defensive game plans a snowflake I'm going Patriots offensive line in the columns I'm checking them off I'm going to go the other way. I think the Rams have a very solid offensive line, and maybe even the Patriots is slightly more talented, maybe slightly better coached even. I think ultimately, though, when you look at who they're going against, it's the huge X factor. I think that Rams defensive line could be absolutely disruptive for them. Aaron Donald gets in the backfield before the ball gets to the quarterback sometimes. So it's a problem even for a really good offensive line. I think Brady getting the ball off very quickly obviously deters what they can actually produce but at the end of the day if all i'm doing is looking at the offensive line and who i think is going to perform better i'm checking off the rams because don't forget they have some very nice veterans too guy like whitworth he maybe he hasn't been there before in the super bowl but he's established veteran respected enough that he can control that offensive line sure no he's going to, he's going to compete Trey Flowers has been fantastic this postseason. Really had a good season. I don't and, think the Patriots' offensive line has that X-Factor captain on it, though. I don't think there's don't. one guy you can pinpoint and say that's the captain of the line. No, and The Rams I, have that. I, I don't think that matters so much because an offensive line, you know, it, it has to be a cohesive unit. They work in tandem. They work in rhythm. They work in sync better than most frankly i think like any group you need a guy that's willing to be a leader of that group even right. if you have to work all together as one all right so i checked off the patriots offensive line you checked off the rams yep now we'll jump to the defensive side of the ball when you look at two pieces of paper you say the rams defense is more talented when i look at the current events i see that the patriots are losing their defensive uh, coordinator to the Miami Dolphins. The hell's his name, Benny? Brian Flores. The linebacker coach, Brian Flores, right? Is yeah. the Dolphins' new head coach. Yeah. There's talk that former uh, college coach Brett Bielma is going to be the Patriots' new defensive coordinator. And I actually think that's pretty cool. Should have never left Wisconsin. Yeah, but I like Dane Chris, so. No, I do too, but <laughs> he went to Arkansas. Yeah, like I know. It's SEC, he but wanted fuck, to do man. his SEC thing. Ugh, how'd that work out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but. No, would he get more than six wins in a season, though? I don't he, know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't. Yeah, probably not. But when, probably you, not. when you got LSU, Bama, and Auburn, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, that's why you stay at Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, anywho, a little bit of turmoil on the defensive side of the ball with the Patriots. But like I said a few minutes ago, Trey Flowers has been fantastic. The linebacker, Kyle Van Noy, 
has been good. They dial up, so he's a good blitzer. And they dial up blitzes at the right time, and, and he gets home. They're playing good team defense. You know, Patrick Mahomes was the talk of the NFL. They eliminated him. The Chargers' high-flying offense was also one of the talks of the NFL. They shit on them. And now it's the Rams. And I think it's the Rams' turn to get shat on. You like that, Benny? Shat? Um, Patriots play ultimate team game. They play great team defense. The inexperience of Goff. I think they're going to confuse him. I think he's good for a pick in this game. And I'm checking off the Patriots defense. Amazing. Because I think this is one of the easiest ones to check off for the Rams. Probably the easiest one to check off for the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald, I believe, is the best player in this game. 100%. Now, you can throw Tom Brady at me, okay, and then I'll, I'll give on that. But outside of the name Tom Brady, you can't name another player in this game that's more important and better than Aaron Donald. Mix that with some very dangerous guys like Brockers and Sue and a couple other guys that mix in and out. This Rams D-line is the biggest problem to the Patriots by far. And what did Joey Bosa say during that divisional round? Our pass rush doesn't matter. As soon as he drops back, the ball's out. We don't have enough time to get there. We'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Okay. So, Benny, then we get to the linebackers. Like I said, I like Van Noy. And he's had a heck of a postseason. The Rams linebacking crew gave up a litany of checkdown passes to Drew Brees, to Alvin Kamara. Man, that, that NFC Championship game was four goddamn hours of checkdowns on both sides. Mm -hmm. But you take what the defense can give you, and it's not like they weren't turning it into yards. Tom Brady will, and the Patriots' backs will scorch them if those checkdowns are available for four quarters like they were in the NFC Championship game. You never see a Patriots team, a Patriots defense, get checked down to death like that. Their linebacker coach is apparently the best in the business because he's going to be the Dolphins' new head coach. Plus, you got Bill Belichick. I think the Patriots linebackers are more experienced, more prepared. Check the Patriots box. Definitely check the Patriots linebacker box. I mean, they're more talented. Like you said, they're more veteran. And I have a problem with those Rams linebackers. A couple undersized guys, a couple guys out of position. Mark Barron was a safety turn yeah. linebacker. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's okay, but he's fine. He's just middle of the road kind of guy. But that's a problem in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. Especially against a Patriots team that if you let them nick you to death, they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. And we'll go to the defensive backs. And, of course, you see the Rams with Tlaib and Peters, who it's documented. Uh, I believe they're both head cases. They are. Tlaib is better than Peters. I enjoy the camaraderie of the Patriots secondary with two twin brothers back there, the McCourties. Um, and they always seem to make plays back there. They always seem to never be out of position 
back there. And how can you not respect that? Now, if we're talking about a Madden team, or we're talking about a fantasy-type team, you would, you would have to pick the Rams secondary. But the Patriots, I keep going back to that. Team defense, game planning. You know, Patrick Chung was horrible with the Eagles. He's been a Mr. Reliable with the Patriots every season. He actually said something funny earlier this week. He said, we're going to go beat the shit out of the Rams. I'm checking off the Patriots secondary, Benny. Now, this one is very tough for me because I've been talking up this last week and a half this Rams secondary hard to people, and I love that D-line too. So, remember I said we'll get back to that. You brought up the Chargers. I really think that it's not going to be the same as the Chargers because these D-backs for L.A. are much better than the D-backs for the Chargers, I believe. The secondary as a whole, I really like it. So, Well, hold on, but look. Derwin James, AP All-Pro. I like it, but young. You sure? Casey Hayward, who's a top. He's solid. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying they have a bad secondary, right, right. but I like LA's secondary no, more it. than the I other LA's secondary. Well, I get it. But, so I think that could be a problem when the defensive line gets in Brady's face so quick that he has to release it, but the problem is his wideouts haven't gotten off of these corners and these safeties are up. And he just has to kind of throw it into the dirt more than he actually can throw it at a receiver. That's my worry. Having said that, I'm going to check the Patriots' defensive back box because not only do I think they work better as a team together, I love the twins back there. It's an awesome not only story, but really just you got to think that they feel comfortable. They do, the chemistry. Absolutely. There's just something in their brains that they just know where the other one's thinking and where they're at and all of that. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to Bill Belichick coaching those D-backs. That's why they won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. He planned for that. I also think, as much as I talked up the secondary for the Rams, I think Bill Belichick will abuse Marcus Peters. Like, he was abused in the first half of this season, and... Just like he knows Malcolm Butler would have been abused in last year's Super Bowl. Right. That's why he sat him. Like a reversal kind of. Yes. Yeah. This is why you sit that guy in this game that will get abused. And Drew Brees last week was attacking Marcus Peters early and often, and it was working. I think that he's – that's the storyline, and I think that that almost parallel could come out after the Patriots abuse Marcus Peters. That's why they sat Malcolm Butler last year because yeah. he would have gotten abused yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. So, gang, as the on-the-mark Super Bowl party rages on, we're going to take it to the final chapter of this party. We're going to give our betting predictions, our game predictions, and a quick rundown of how we think the game's going to go. Benny, I'll start it. This game clearly has all the makings of a shootout. Indoors, two teams that could score. Two weeks rest. The storyline of this offseason has been teams, especially the Patriots, taking the air out of the ball, playing ball control, and then once you get down into that red zone, executing. Nobody does that better than the Patriots. Now, even when you play that type of game, points can and will be scored. I'm thinking the game gets off to a fast start. 
slows down in the third quarter and ends with a bang in the fourth. I'm going 31-28 New England, which would put us at the over of 56 and a half. And they would be covering if you got the two and a half point spread. I think Edelman has a big day. I think Burkhead has a big day. And I think Gronk does as well. I think you possibly hear about two retirements after this game. Gronk and one of the McCourty brothers. I think it's going to be a, a very memorable Super Bowl. I'm looking for a Goff interception at some point that's going to be a game changer, a fate sealer kind of thing. I'm going to bet the coin flip. And I'm betting heads. Because hmm. Slater took heads in overtime and it hit. Remember the ref, you guys want the, oh, we want the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you remember that? Mm -hmm. okay. uh, that was funny. So I'm going heads. Okay. There's something in the air with this. I'll take tails. Tails never fails. Now, I don't have the the odds in front of me. 50-50. No. <laughs> Talk about for the first score <laughs> of the game. I'm going to say the first score of the game is going to be Mr. Tom Brady. On a run. Yeah, his epic QB sneak. Wow, for that you'd be paying out plus four thousand. That's a nice. Hunter wins four thousand for you. I mean, be honest with me, you could you could see it happening. Oh, I could we, definitely we, see we've it. We've all happening. seen it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a little uh less of a long shot. I'm going to go with your boy, Sex Twerkhead, at plus 1,000. That's cool. Yeah. I dig that. You know what would be a funny one? The fullback, Devlin. Okay. Well, he that's plus 4,000, too. He scored a touchdown this postseason. God, I love white fullbacks, Benny. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I've been waiting for Cordero Patterson to make his stamp on this playoffs well, at I some know, point. You know, I, I met Cordell at the Ari in Las Vegas last summer. He wasn't even supposed to be there. I asked him to take a picture. He said, nah, man, I'm not supposed to be here. With all the Raiders moving to Vegas news, we gotta, we can't be having pictures of Raiders in Vegas during OTAs. Cordell's a nice piece. Don't expect him back with the Patriots next year, though. Nah. They turn and burn, guys. Yeah, and he's uh, easily... Uh, he, he leaves a lot to be desired for somebody that big and that fast. Well, I'll tell you what. If you really like your Tom Brady, the better bet is to do first Patriots touchdown Tom Brady plus 3,500. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, gang, these are all little little prop bets you might want to keep your eye out for. Write mine down. Use them. Try them. Lose with me. Have fun with me. Benny, give me your quick little Super Bowl rundown and prediction. Shoot. I think it's going to be... Pretty much a lower scoring slug. No, fuck that. You're wrong. Three quarters. <laughs> through three quarters, I think we're probably sitting at about 21 17. Uh, I think, you know, it's a battle. I think early on, Tom Brady, like I said, is throwing the ball more in the dirt than he is at his receivers. I don't think, while well, he's getting it out quick, 
I don't think that he's getting enough time as he needs to let their routes develop against these better corners. I think that it will take the Patriots a little bit of time to make their adjustments. I think that's how they like to play. I think they want their opponent to come out and show their hand, and the Patriots feel they're good enough to adjust and win after that point. So I could see the Rams actually coming out to a hotter start, maybe even getting a 21-7 lead, call me crazy, maybe having a lead at the half. But ultimately, I think Tom Brady and these Patriots, if not, they're winning the whole time. They definitely come back and win this Super Bowl. I say by 10 points. I think it's a 34-24 at the end of the game. I could see the Rams up 21-20 at half and getting outscored 14-3 in the second half. Nice. I, I kind of can see that play out too. I think there is a circumstance where the experience and the, honestly, the, the will to win. The Patriots are obsessed with winning. I've heard multiple Rams talk stupid already to the media. Yeah. I've heard some, I'm just happy to be here. I've heard some obligatory trash talk, and then they step back off the trash talk and mm -hmm. say they didn't mean it like it was said. I think there's a chance here the Patriots can win this game by two scores. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like I said, I think a 10-point Patriots victory at the end of it. I could see the scenario, and I do think it's a small percentage, that the Rams don't not end the Patriots dynasty, but the Rams win convincingly. Well, look, I'll say this. The Rams be... get that 10-plus point victory. Okay, and nothing would be more storybook than that in terms of the Patriots' timeline the of their Rams dynasty. dynasty. To right. start their real dynasty. Yeah. And then the Rams beginning their new dynasty by not ending, but beating the Patriots dynasty. Well, in terms of my storybook, not that the Rams had a dynasty going, but they were very good and they were the defending champs. They had champs. the beginning of a dynasty. Right, and they were attempting to repeat. And the Patriots shocked the world and upset them and went on to essentially two decades of brilliance. Mm -hmm. And two decades of full display of the greatest professional coach of all time and the greatest professional athlete of all time. Maybe it all comes to an end this Sunday. We don't have a crystal ball here, gang. We're just giving our predictions. And if I do say so myself, our predictions for championship weekend were pretty damn good. Yeah, I hit mine. Yeah, and you know, there was certain circumstances where that were just unprecedented. That affected, you know, affected the outcome. But we were pretty much on point for championship weekend. So you have the game going over as well, and you have the Patriots covering as well. Yeah, I think that the X factor at a certain point becomes Julian Edelman. I think that, you know, maybe Gronk gets an early touchdown. I could see him first touchdown, but it's only plus 850, so not as fun. But ultimately, I could see their, the Patriots offense getting to a point where they have to rely on Julian Edelman. And... I could see Brady just almost nonstop going to him for the second half. He could get their two second half touchdowns. And I could see Julian Edelman becoming MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Oh, that'd be neat. Plus 1,800. It would be reminiscent of when Deion Branch won Super Bowl MVP when the Pats beat the Eagles. Yes. What's Chris Hogan's odds for the first score? I'm a, I'm a Chris Hogan guy. And I think Chris Hogan will make a play in this Super Bowl. That'll be key. Because he had a huge catch in KC last week. 
Chris Hogan's only paying out at plus 1300 for first score. You can get him for plus 3000 for the MVP. Okay. All I right. don't think that that's a possibility. No, that's they ain't not. giving a lacrosse kid MVP. No, that's just not going to happen. If anybody can steal MVP it's from Tom Brady, it's either one of the running backs or Julian Edelman. I'd say it's either – yeah, it's either James Or White. Gronk. Okay, I'll throw that out there. Possible. Yeah. But even that's crazy to me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think any of those running backs are going to have – that much of a field day because they're a three-headed monster i think that's the obvious choice a lot of people i've been hearing want to take these two or three patriot running backs to win mvp hoping one of them hits i think that's an obvious play i don't think that's contrarian enough i think julian edelman's a very smart play that if the patriots win could possibly win mvp aside from brady all right benny let's close out real quick with our listeners here at the on the mark super bowl party what are you doing for the Super Bowl? What are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? I'm probably just going to hang at my place, watch the game on my beautiful new TV. And it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and it's plastered up on the wall. I did it myself. I'm a little scared every single day that I might come out, and it'll be face down. Face down. In front busted. of your fireplace. I, I put 69-inch TV. Nice. Yeah, sure. I, so, yeah, I'll probably, you know, order a little bit of food, just hang out at my place like yeah. any other Sunday. I can't watch. I got too much money on these games to watch it around other people. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a, a local drunk at the bar tonight, and we came to the conclusion that, quote, degenerates like us, we can't watch games out in public. No, no, it's a con- you guys aren't in the minority there. People who bet don't want to be around too many ball breakers. And it's especially totally nowadays with, gamble- would question. with legalized gambling. It's impossible because the idiot next to you has five, ten bucks on something and is screaming about it like his whole life is behind it. Now, Benny, what's your favorite Super Bowl memory? Janet Jackson's titty. That was cool. I actually left the room to grab a soda. Oh, uh, you missed it live. I missed it live. I heard everybody I go vi- nuts in vividly the— vividly remember watching it. In the uh, other room. But, uh, no, seriously, my most— vivid best super bowl memory is watching dyson stretch that ball from the one to try and get in but the rams winning that super bowl that was neat i watched that game at frank from florida's house okay i remember that he had a super bowl party and uh that was a neat game wasn't it yeah that so was cool. the beginning of the good super bowl era yeah which that was we are awesome. still in god that was prior such a cool to that one. all the super bowls were pretty much blowouts God, when Kevin Dyson catches that ball, you're like, oh, he's got to get in. Uh, and then he just doesn't. He's stretching. Yeah. I didn't care either way, but I, it yeah. was just an awesome That ending. Titans team was cool. Former Raider great Mike – well, not great, but former Raider player and a very good player, Mike Jones, made the tackle. Mike uh, had, a, had a long career at middle linebacker. Yeah, awesome game. Uh, it really was. I'd have to say I've had some great family Super Bowl parties. I've gone out for a bunch of Super Bowls. Um, not, uh, I'm not going to call this my favorite, but a favorite memory, because there's sure. quite a few. I was up in uh, New York City at Jay, our Jets Insider, Jay's apartment. And it was myself, Jay, and two Giants fans. And we watched the Giants upset the undefeated Patriots. And I was really pulling for the Giants that year. 
and it was cool because I was in New York watching it. They upset the Pats in, in a thrilling game. And then we went out to the bars after, and the city was jumping. Great memory, great time. Something kind of unique that probably won't happen again. You know what I mean, Ben? Mm-hmm, definitely. I got one more uh, memorable Super Bowl moment that I kind of forgot about for a second, but it, then it crept back on me. Take you back to 1997, watching the Super Bowl at my dad's apartment. My dad was a huge Green Bay Packers fan. That was the Packers-Patriots mm. Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember watching it. He invites his girlfriend over. She comes over. Packers are winning. She stays. Packers start losing. And I'll never forget my dad looking at her after the Patriots score and going, oh, you got to leave. And she's laughing. And he goes, no, seriously, get out. And kicks his girlfriend out of the house on Super Bowl Sunday. Packers end up winning 35-21. And that's the moral of the story, guys. Yeah. Sometimes that, you can't watch a game with that person. I totally see where he was coming from. I'm actually not a huge superstitious guy, but I can be. fact of the matter is my team is rarely good enough for superstitions to matter. Sure. So maybe we'll maybe when they get good, which they will soon, maybe then we'll tell really where I fall in the superstitions category. Is it odd that my two memories involve a Rams Super Bowl victory and a Patriots Super Bowl loss? How that about, was not on purpose. How fitting is that? The stars have a line for a great Super Bowl 53 from Atlanta, Patriots and Rams. Gang, we hope you enjoyed the On The Mark Super Bowl party. And until next time, you are now Off The Mark.